0: Very well and welcome to Campus Sports 2.0. It is Monday evening. I am Alan Moore, your co-host for this evening. Well, Real Madrid have won yet another La Liga, which is good because we all hate Barcelona, of course, or at least we're supposed to. Uh, what else has been happening in the world of sports? Well, quite a lot. Uh, some tragedy. Uh, but we'll report a bit later about a young figure skater taking her own life in terrible circumstances because of the life that she had led up to that point. Um, and of course, the Russian football, the Russian League uh, Cup, um, or the Russian Cup, I should say, the final. The finalists are decided, um, and well, one we kind of got right, one we got very, very wrong. So to tell us why he was wrong and what else was going on, welcome in from men, Mr. Andrew Flint. You have two minutes.
1: Well, I'll get it out of the way early on then. Uh, yes, as you say, the Russian Cup semi-finals for yesterday. Um, Zanit against Spartak, was a, it was a end-to-end pulsating game, a great advert for Russian football, and Zenit got through to the final. Um, what we didn't expect, and even with all the bias in the world, we did not expect Borrelli Katzenberg to struggle so emphatically against Sergei Yuran's uh, FC Khimki. And I I say this in all honesty, Khimki were... Two classes above Oral. And this was in Yekaterinburg, in Oral's home stadium, where the final will also be. Everybody assumed it was a, it was a done deal. But um, Kimki were well organised and they were very, very good value. Um, we still don't know, of course, whether they will play Premier League football next season yet, which um, is only two weeks away. Um, aside from that, talking of Russian Premier League football, um, Sochi last week forfeited their game against Tambov. Hours before kickoff, after their local health authority denied them permission, basically, to field their side, which is what happens when over a certain number of players test positive for coronavirus. And fairly predictably, um, given that 14-day quarantine period is set as standard in Russian football, they are also forfeiting their game against Krylia Um for the last match day, which is on Wednesday, Sochi already safe from relegation, so it was a relatively low risk forfeit. Basically, they had nothing else to play for. They can't qualify for Europe, but they're safe from relegation. Um, and so, yeah, we have the not a lot really left to play for in the Russian Premier League. We've got the title decided. Locomotive Moscow have group stage League football, guaranteed second place. Um, we know who the bottom two will be, but we don't know whether one or even both of them will be relegated or not yet Yet to be confirmed. Um, one other bit of music caught my as well was the sheer brain-dead decision of Liverpool to spend a million pounds constructing a stand so they can present the trophy just a little bit higher up um, at Anfield, when this is the same club who were forced to backtrack on trying to furlough their staff earlier on in the coronavirus pandemic and also have chronically underfunded their women's team who got relegated from the women's super league this season. And yet they've got a million pounds to spend on celebrating the title in a slightly different way. Uh, I, I'm very surprised because they've tried their best to improve their image, but they've made a couple of major gaffes recently, um, in PR terms at least. This is the latest.
0: Um, Staying on Liverpool just for one moment because of course what's happening in Russia it happens in Russia but it, with Liverpool Andrew very very quickly um, how how is this going to affect the image of the club going forward because basically in a month
1: people will forget this won't they? Well when the nice pictures come out um, with all the fireworks going off and the players <laughs> lifting up the trophy Um, I've still yet to see confirmed details of exactly who will be watching all this and how it will be socially distanced etc but um, I'm very very surprised because I I may look I may be accused of bias against Liverpool because I'm a Manchester United fan but Liverpool have done a huge amount of community work Andrew has frozen on us
0: that they have done a huge amount of community work that is agreed right we're going to come back to Andrew in just one moment Meanwhile, we're going to go to another part of Moscow and bring in Double N because history of sorts has been made down in the Turkcell Super Liga Double N and also a very happy World Chess Day to you. Uh,
2: thank you, Alan. Um, I have to say that today was uh, a championship in our Rudin, like chess group, so I had to sacrifice the tournament for this show. So I, I also congratulate you back to, on this uh, day. So yeah, as I said, as I mentioned, today is was a historic day. Like we know that uh, Istanbul, Basakşehir became a champion for the first time in history. Like we have, we know that uh, some other, like total six clubs became champions uh, overall. Like Galatasaray holds the record with 22. Uh, trophies in their back So, um, but this year, unfortunately, they they became fifth in the league. They currently uh, fifth, so they they are not even able to qualify for Europa League. And uh, Trabzonspor, who has uh, also like six cups, six uh, titles, it became second. So it it also holds a chance if if it can uh, uh, how to say. Hold, hold this position. Well, the a second, it also has to chance to compete in uh, Champions League next year. So, and um, going going from Turkey to Uzbekistan to Central Asia, we have uh, some matches this week. We have pachtakor uh, who is leading championship in Uzbekistan with twenty two points. It's playing Kokand nineteen twelve. So. We will see how it goes, but right now they are in the leading position with 22 points, and other Central Asian nations are currently on the break. So there is not much, nothing, uh, not much happening there, right now. So with that, I pass back to you. If you have any questions,
0: just <laughs> <laughs> <about laughs> of, um, of course, we we see so many of the uh, Istanbul-based clubs are winning. Uh, how did Fenerbahce do this season, or where are they at the moment?
2: Well, uh, Fenerbahce, as we know, it was uh, uh, champ. it held uh, champion champion title for 15, uh, 19 times, yeah. And uh, this year, I, they're not doing great because we know that Sivaspor is second right now. Uh, Trojan Sorspor is second and uh, Sivaspor is third. And Fenerbahce, unfortunately, is only seventh this year. So um still there are some some one match to play this year this season they don't have any chance to go any above of what they have right now so that's that's poor seasons for big clubs this year and Besiktas I think it's also one of the big clubs in Istanbul it's also number four this year so still they have to get into this Europa League but Yeah, something. Turkey.
0: Okay, that is that that is quite good. Uh, Of course, it's always interesting with Galatasaray that they're actually from the Genoese part of Istanbul, so uh, they they actually wear the same colours as Genoa. So there you go. All right, Um, we are going now to Dublin and to our legal eagle, Isil Cody, because uh, having had to, let's just say put manners on poor Simba and now she's going to put manners on world rugby or at least give them a bit of a shout out. Isoltz, what is going on with the transgender issue?
3: Well I'm actually going to be very complimentary about an organisation for once. This is a huge departure for me and it's going to take a lot for me to get through this but world rugby their draft guidelines to deal with trans athletes have actually done this amazing thing that a lot of other governing bodies fail to do. They've put the welfare of the athletes first. Now that might seem sharp. What they are proposing to do is that essentially they will have, for, for trans men, so that would be biologically or by at birth, uh, they would have been born women and now identify as men, For them to participate in men's rugby, they will have to sign a waiver, have a therapeutic use exemption because of the fact that they're taking hormones, so that would need to be certified. And then, as a third factor, they would have to submit to a physical exam. They're consenting because... Ultimately, there's going to be a disparity in size by basis of skeletal, muscle, mass, everything like that, irrespective of the hormones they're taking. When it comes to the draft proposals are taking a different stance. They're basically saying that they can't allow trans women to participate in women's rugby because it's no longer a risk to them. It's a risk to the other participants. Ultimately, you can't, through hormonal treatment the medical um i suppose the medical evidence supports and the, re- the scientific evidence supports that after they go through puberty there's a certain amount of muscle mass and size that isn't going to be reduced solely by hormone treatment and they've basically said we can't risk the health of the other athletes because we know there is a risk and we can quantify it so world rugby are i suppose departing from the norm they're not saying they don't want a, an inclusive game but they're saying at the same time, we have to protect all participants and not simply single out one group to get favouritism favor, uh, in terms of their treatment, which is what would happen. And I suppose when people kind of go to take issue with the idea that you're excluding trans women from rugby, the context I always try to put it in is as much as I'd love to get in a ring with Lomachenko, I'm not going to do that because... He's a man. I'm actually taller than him. I know all these statistics, but I know that he has greater muscle mass and would probably knock me out. In the same way, I'm not going to invite Dan Carter to try and tackle me. Let me just pause on that thought. And at that, I welcome any questions.
0: (laughs) Okay, I've got one quick question for you. Um, So, for example, uh, men transitioning into women or who have transitioned into women, uh, or women of course transition to men where can they then play because for example if the man feels i more comfortable in a woman's body um and then you know becomes a woman surely they they should have some category they can play in without you know kind of i, I mean I'm, I'm not i'm not being devil's advocate well, I'm thinking I like because
3: world rugby are looking at ways of facilitating like The thing is, rugby has always been a little bit of a step ahead of other sports in terms of inclusivity. They've had LGBT tournaments which have been running because they felt that there there wasn't necessarily for years in changing rooms. There wasn't the culture of acceptance of openly gay players. I think in terms of sport, currently they're saying this about contact rugby. If you love rugby, you may want to play non-contact rugby or you can look at teams that are welcome to have you on. And participate but they need to look at the it's the overall guidelines I suppose they're looking at and one of the things I would point to is in New Zealand over the last few years there has been discussion at children's level about grouping the children by weight and size to protect rugby is struggling with the issue of concussion they're constantly moving on but in years to come we don't know what the outcome will be if you introduce trans women against women in a game you're risking an injury that I suppose can only fall on one door. It's not, you can't say, well, they were just participating in a game because someone will go, why did you not look at the genetic advantage and the risk? You're not going to put a heavyweight in the ring with a lightweight. Yeah. And that's the disparity.
0: This is the thing when you see, uh, you know, and you have like people going, ooh and ah over some very heavy, well-built like 10-year-old, I think there's videos we're doing around where they're basically smashing little small kids because, you know, that they had you know, grown quick or whatever it may be or have more weight or might've been just like, you know, the birth certificate doctored, whatever it may be. And people liking that. Oh, look at how he's like smashing these little sort of kids out of the way. No, not really because we've all been there through it. Uh, I still go back to when we all played the very young age groups at 10 years of age. There's usually one guy or girl who has a goat spurt, taller, bigger, stronger than the others. Um, and, unfortunately the coaches say right give the ball to whoever it is give the ball to andrew give the ball to nazar give the ball to easel let her run the length of the field and score it does nothing for that player number one it does nothing for your kids number two and it does nothing for the sport so in this sense yeah i i i understand that i still feel uneasy about how this is going to progress but then again we have mixed tag for example so at least we we can do that okay Move on to Alex B, who is in Toronto. Uh, And, Alex, we're getting closer to the NBA restart. MLB is coming back very soon as well. Questions around the NFL, whether they actually will have their camps. And also, you have a little thing to say about transgender, especially in mixed martial arts. So, your two minutes starts
4: now. Oh, sorry about that. I was <laughs> muted. Yeah, so anywho, we do have the um Toronto Blue Jays from the so the M L B it's coming back. I don't think they're gonna do it in just one city. I think they're just gonna go back to normal with all the traveling and whatnot. So the Toronto Blue Jays are kind of left without a stadium because in Canada the laws are still kind of very restricting towards the sort of thing and the stadium and the uh Rogers Stadium where they play is they just didn't reopen it. So if they do restart, the Toronto Blue Jays are going to be left. They're going to have to share a stadium with somebody else. So that so that should be pretty interesting. Now, right, fingers well, crossed, if it's you, not Boston. Before you go on, on that, just,
0: Alex, before you go on, mm-hmm. on that, do you mean they're going to have to probably play outside of Canada?
4: Yeah, yeah. They okay. probably, un- unless, unless the stadiums, rest- unless uh, the people running the stadium decide otherwise until the season restarts, you're going to have to share the Whoa. stadium. Whoa. Okay. Sorry, Alex. Go ahead. Thank you. Just very interesting. Um, yeah. So there's also the, in the NHL, uh, the situation is kind of similar. However, there are a lot more, uh, there's a, a lot of cases in the NHL. There's a lot of players being tested positive. So with that, since they're already, you know, they're planning to restart. And so they're having a lot of practice going on. So the players, it's kind of strange because they have the they mix players who are who don't have the virus with players who are tested positive, and they sort of play together and they practice, and you know a lot of a lot of the players have been very unhappy because of all the you know medical procedures surrounding them, you know just getting inside the locker room and out and stuff like that. So you know, Sidney Crosby has recently he just left practice because he felt that as uh, sort of. You know, he was very upset with how the NBA was treating the players. You know, with all the tests and whatnot. Christ. Yeah, and so that brings us to my my take on transgender athletes in mixed martial arts. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. Well, so, I mean, we you've heard the take. I I forgot the the name of the woman who transitioned. Uh, she's she at when she was like in her. I think she was like 18 or something, and then she went into the women's MMA division, and her opponents were, you know, constantly getting brain damage and you know other injuries because of, you know, because her body was already formed, you know, the muscles were already formed to uh, like a man. So that's obviously it's it's a it's a weird. A field because you can't really because then you kind of have to give them like an, an exact age at which they have to make the decision to transition if they want to go into mixed martial arts but you know i i can't support this because of all the athletes that get injured and could potentially get injured in the future because of this
0: alex it, it was Fa- fallon fox
4: is the, the the yeah that's right that's yeah right. Fallon
0: um where didn't can she fight because Obviously, I mean, you see the pictures of her. I mean, she's yeah in my age she's like forty four now. And I mean she's very strong, very, you know. Cool. That's right. Um and you can see some of the, the beatings that she gave to people was absolutely brutal. Um,
4: but then where can she compete? Um well the thing here is that Fallon Fox, she's more like the exclusion than the norm. There aren't really a lot of cases yet like that, but uh, I think maybe in the future, if, you know, if they could, ju- it's strange because, again, she's, you know, in her case, I, it was just done at such a late point that um, her, I guess, I don't know, her being, uh, growing up as a man up to that point was just too much. And it was just... Um, yeah it's yeah it's a weird topic it's, I mean, i'm okay. struggling to put my words here okay well, no i know if, that's sounding offensive but um no i think that they definitely need to like try to do something for for that and establish norm so that doesn't happen in the future
0: no, so I, the
4: fully fully get where you're coming from alex because it's a
0: very difficult issue uh thank you for that um Okay, and and of course we're going to do the uh, North American round of this, this week as well. So listen out for that. Um, going to run around the houses uh, for thirty seconds. Going to go straight to Nazar uh, to Double, end. double end. um Why should people play chess?
2: Well, as um, as every, every sport, chess also develops like brain. You have to think. You have to improve your memory, improve your thinking, and. Uh, it's, it's like in every competition you have this feeling when you want to win the stronger opponent, you know, and when you use your main muscle, you, so to say, it's, it's really enjoyable. And especially if you go to tournaments with uh, players who are a little bit higher or lower than you, it's, uh, I just cannot explain how, how uh, enjoyable it is. So okay. you, should, you should definitely walk into it and just uh, give it a chance. Okay,
0: cool. Isel, to you, um, it's going to be an all-London FA Cup final. Why, if uh, Jose Mourinho is so good, why aren't Spurs there?
3: Clearly, you haven't been listening to Jose. Just to reiterate, it's all the fault of the injured players for getting injured, VAR for not loving Jose, and basically everyone is at fault except Jose. I would actually blame the London clubs that are participating just I don't know maybe they're sending some negative energy our way in essence it's everyone's fault except Jose and considering we're now on what could almost be described as a winning streak this is a bad thing as far as I'm concerned because this may mean that Jose may stay longer
0: okay all right Um, Alex I'm going to go to you Um, Russell Westbrook joining the Rockets he's he's going
4: to join a team in Walt Disney World uh, what do you reckon? Uh, well, he uh, he's positive for the virus, so I don't reckon he's going to make a big change in the team at all this season. So he, he basically he'll be he'll be he'll be out altogether. Yeah, uh, I don't know how long it's going to last. He did test positive not too long ago, but uh, this obviously you know not having him is going to take its toll on the team because James Harden and Russell Westbrook were kind of uh, they always relied on James Harden. Now they kind of have Russell Westbrook to take over when James Harden can't, or if he's having a bad day or something like that, uh, which you know, which happens in the NBA quite a bit. So uh, until Russell, until there's further news from Russell Westbrook's team, we don't really know much. Okay, again, again, this is this is a nine-time All-Star player
0: who's going to be missing from the lineup. It's 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 huge, and of course, uh, Pat Connaughton from the Books. Uh, one of their uh, squad players has also tested positive um andrew flink going across to, to you with something hard i know i i'll, I'll throw back to easel very very quickly because we're running out of time uh the young figure skater uh katrina alexandroskaya um, who of course was sold to australia to skate for them she uh tragically took her own life this past weekend um is there enough support, do you reckon, for athletes and you know and, and uh, sports
1: stars? Um, that's the easiest question you've actually ever asked me. Categorically, no. Um, the amount of pressure that on ev- in every single sense, every story we mention about the uh, the the amount the the 2012 Olympics, for example, the cleanest games, of course, um, and the trials that were suggested suggested is i'm being very very sarcastic clearly they were pressured into this and um, it's just a one one example of the pressure that is put on them um i mean i'm not going to go i'm not i'm not going to be too airy fairy about it sport isn't all about you know the joy of the game but it's got to come from the joy of the game there is success there is there are targets that should be met but that cannot be the only driving force but unfortunately i can't see any other way people are uh, people at the higher levels of sport who should be more responsible are blinded and obsessed with pushing the young talents to where they should be and the this story is um I mean, if that doesn't make people wake up, I don't know what will. But unfortunately, I actually don't think it will. I, I, I know it's awful to say. I just, I worry it won't make have the impact it should have.
0: Now, we'll come back to you with this uh, on Friday because there's going to be a, a statement, I think it's on Wednesday here, by the local procurator or the uh, inspector. So we'll, we'll wait for that to hold up. But we do know she committed suicide. She jumped out the window. She left a note and so on and so forth. And also text messages. And voice messages on people's WhatsApp. Very, very quickly, going to run around the houses. Starting off with Double N. Double N. Um, you mentioned Mon- Manti on Friday. Uh, did you have any at the weekend?
2: No, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I haven't. But I had something different, which was a uh, Turkmen traditional dance, which I had pleasure to perform on my friend's uh, wedding. So it was more more than. More tasted than Manti.
0: Okay, very good. Alex B, uh, Manti or Hachipuri? Oh, M- Manti all day. Oh, I like it. Um, okay,
1: fish and chips or Hachipuri, Andrew? Oh, Hachipuri all day long. I mean, Manti's great, but Hachipuri is only second only to Sharma. Okay, and
0: finally to Old, uh spuds or carrots?
2: i'm
3: irish did you just ask that question <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay uh <we're, laughs> we are rounding up right now so we're back on friday thank you all for your time this evening to seem to Esol, andrew double n and alex we're back on friday so until then take care of yourselves and each other